Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with us in New York City. Are you ready? I know I am. Hey, I'm Alex Garrett, your host for this episode, and this podcast specifically focuses on topics that should be trending. Oh, if the shoe fits, wear it. We wear that shoe proudly. And this rollerblade, the shoe, whatever you want to call it, uh, it goes down to Washington right now. Not literally. I mean, I'm not literally going to roll down to Washington, but I got my buddy down there who's keeping an eye on what's going on with the Department of Justice, Jeff Murdoch. It's fun to call you a buddy, right? Because we've known each other the last few absolutely. years. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. One thing uh, non-DOJ related is we are in a virtual tie. Giants and Redskins. I don't know if you're a Redskins fan being from down there, but... Uh, well, football team. My apologies, <laughs> but even the so, Washington it's football team. Yeah. It's amazing what's gone on. The both these teams at the top of the East, and what was totally unexpected this year. It's it, well, it's such a bad division. It's hard to celebrate being at the top of it. Uh, I am excited though because it's a, finally a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, the Washington team hasn't. The team formerly known as the Redskins, I guess I should say, hasn't made go. the playoffs in a long time. So uh, here in, in D.C., we're getting excited. We're hoping. Uh, but the only way we're going to do it is to win that division. So that that's kind of where I'm, we have a tough schedule. Um, we got a couple of good teams. We've got the Packers coming in on um, coming in this weekend. And I think that's going to be um, I mean, I, I hate to say it, I think that's just going to be an automatic loss right there. But sure. Chase Young, the future's looking good. Well, look at. Yeah. And I mean, I still like Alex Smith. I mean, what what a comeback story. I mean, that's a comeback. Sort of the year, and one other note is, you know, you're in a Republican state, so to speak, Maryland, and uh, he is not allowing fans in the stadium as of yet. Maybe that changes as the playoffs roll around. We'll have to see. But Jeff, I brought you on for something else. What is going on with Bill Barr? Uh, it is interesting he's gone against the president with this voting fraud, is it not? It's interesting uh, that he is going um, against the president with the voter fraud. But to answer your question about what is going on with Bill Barr, that's a great question everybody in Washington right now is asking because the Justice Department doesn't appear to be doing anything looking into allegations of voter fraud. And it's somewhat surprising when you consider how active the DOJ has been in other politically charged investigations. And here we see them with time of the essence to look into these claims, the Justice Department doesn't appear to be doing anything at all. And so what, why? What, what is, what's, what's the speculation? What are you hearing? What are you thinking about uh, why Bill Barr is not, not doing this enough or looking into it enough? Well, as he said, well, what he has said is that they've seen no widespread evidence of voter fraud. And that very well it may be. But we don't know that the Justice Department has done much to investigate it. Uh, we haven't seen, for example, marshals come in and um, in secure voting machines or voter information or look at ballots and save them as evidence is, is what I mean by that. We haven't seen any activity out of the Justice Department, and it's, it's very well possible that these claims aren't real. It's very possible that these claims exist, but there's not enough irregularities to overturn the election. All of that's extremely possible, and I would even say very likely. But the honest answer is the Justice Department still hasn't gone through and done what they need to do to at least put the American people 
uh, give them the security they need that this election right. was was secure and is is valid, is fair. And I think that's what everybody wants. Uh, you know, I, obviously, the Republicans are looking for a way to get Trump back in. But you would think with the Republicans you know, raising issues of election fraud and especially Trump raising issues of election fraud, you would think the DOJ would want to get involved so we can at least be able to say, hey, we looked into this. We couldn't find anything. This election was as secure as you you can take it to the bank that everything that happened here was on the up and up. Or if something happened that was irregular or fraudulent, it was a minor incident and it didn't really make much of a difference and just give the American people some peace of mind. But they're not doing anything. They're not doing any any of that at all. I do think there's up in the air. I think a lot of people are still anxious that Trump hasn't conceded yet. That is true, too. And part of that is because he's hoping that his FBI and DOJ can actually look into this more. Now, you have mentioned just a minute ago about the marshals. Personally, having marshals take voting systems uh, feels kind of eerie to me. But do you think that's the action that should be taken at this point? I don't think it's the action that should be taken at this point because um, it is draconian, as you just said. It's, it's an extreme measure. And it's going to everybody's going to raise holy hell over it because it's going to look like Trump is acting as a, a dictator. But I, I, I mentioned that, and I should have been a little clearer when I talked. Has an example of something Bill Barr could do if people are saying, and it has some people have alleged that the voting booth, the voting machines have been tampered with, votes had been switched. Now we haven't seen any evidence of those claims, but still, with people making the accusation. It might be worth sending somebody in to save it because that those voting machines, that would be evidence in a mm. criminal case if, in fact, we do see – you know it does turn out that there's fraud and there's irregularities. But fraud is also very hard to prove. Um, there's a, a, a great um, – there's a, a, a great uh, person who works for a think tank in D.C. and I, I'm, I apologize. I'm blanking on his name right now. And he has cataloged examples of voter fraud and cases of voter fraud going back to the 60s. And it's amazing how little voter fraud and actually provable voter fraud has turned up over the years. Uh, in this past election, there was one example of voter fraud that popped up. It was in a minor race in a town in a, in a medium sized city in California where a, a, a guy running for mayor as a write-in candidate, didn't have enough names to get on the ballot. So he started putting fraudulent names, the names of homeless people, to get on the ballot. That's typically, when we look into voter fraud, what we see. We see kind of silly stuff like that hmm. compared to this grand scheme where voting machines are switching votes for Trump to buy. And then ballot dumps are happening in the middle of the night, which, you know, yeah, I can't say I dis I can't say I don't believe the regular people that are testifying. I, I think they have seen something. I really, I'm starting to be in that camp, but I don't want to share the whole election. You know, I'm in a very weird place in my mind. Like, yeah, I kind of I, I do believe what they're saying, but I can't discredit a whole election. I just I I can't. Uh, that's not in my yeah. nature. No, I think a lot of people are where you are, Alex. I think I think a lot of people are in that same place. I, you know, I see, I believe it's uh, right now we have 545 affidavits from people across the country 
you know, and these aren't anonymous whistleblowers. These are signed legal affidavits claiming they were witness to or they saw some sort of election regularities, irregularities. I think it's something like 14,200 complaints filed in some of these states, including these contested states. It's hard to dismiss that. But at the same time, it's also hard to believe that a voting machine is switching votes. It's hard to believe that the, the, the kind of fraud and corruption that the president is alleging did occur. Uh, it's really hard. And, and obviously, because there's so many, nobody's taken the time. I, I certainly haven't, and I don't think most people have, to go through and read every, you know, all 545 complaints. Is this person credible? Is this person not credible? It's just such a rabbit hole to go down. Um, and by the way, we so have our own lives to live every day. You know, we have to keep living our lives and covering what we can right now. We can't go deep dive because I, I, you know, you're right. There's the, we have our lives to live. You know, we can spend all this time. Well, even well, that's true. But also keep in mind that um, the election has to be certified. The Electoral College, I believe, meets on December 14th. I think we've got 10 days before they meet. So. This has to be done. Once the Electoral College meets, this election's over. It's done. It's not nothing's going to change the results. Uh, Joe Biden will be the president. So, you know, by the time you start really doing that deep dive with all five hundred and forty five, you know, if if summer's here by the time you're finished, I right. think you'll be lucky, much less December 14th. Hey, Jeff, do you think uh, I don't want Jeff Mordock He's the DOJ correspondent of Washington Times, and uh, I love when you come on. You just give us the straight and narrow. There's no bias. There's just true Jeff here, and, and I love that. Um, but I wonder if Barr is leaving this up to the courts to take up a lawsuit or not. Do you think that's part of this too? But that's not Barr's decision to leave it up to the courts. Barr's job is, not, is, is to investigate allegations of crimes and to direct the Justice Department to investigate allegations of crime malfeasance and wrongdoing. So what's happening in the courts should be entirely separate from what's going on at the Department of Justice. What's going on in the courts is civil matters. They're civil lawsuits. They're not criminal lawsuits. They're not brought by prosecutors. They're brought by the Trump campaign. Bill Barr's job is to bring criminal cases at the federal level and help the Justice Department decide which cases are worth bringing, which cases are not worth bringing. The only way you're going to decide whether or not these are criminal cases worth bringing is if you look at the evidence, which goes back to what I was saying earlier, that if you look at the voting machines, if you look at the ballots, if you send Department of Justice investigators, and he's got a whole array of federal agencies he could send into this from the FBI to the U.S. Marshals. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he could find a reason to send the ATF in there if he wanted to. Um, he he and, and he has not done those things. They have not done anything, at least anything that anybody's aware of, to um, to properly investigate that there was crim- that there was or was not criminal activity. And I think this is a very valid exercise, even if you think Trump is completely out there. Trump's completely lost his mind. He's just grasping at straws. Because let's be honest, he has not proven that there's voter fraud. He's done nothing to to prove that his lawsuits keep getting shot down. Um, but even it's a valid exercise to go through this and come sure. back and say, we looked at this. There's absolutely no voter fraud here. 
That's something the American people need to know. That would go a long way for a lot of people, for the Justice Department to come in here and say, we didn't find any voter fraud. We know what Trump is saying. We've looked at this. We're not seeing it because we did X, Y, and Z. And Bill Barr just going to the Associated Press and saying, nothing to see here. We can't. We haven't seen any corruption. Well, have you looked for it? Have you done anything to find it? I mean, I'm pretty sure that there probably isn't, or if there is, it's going to be some minor things that aren't going to impact the election. But for Bill Barr to come out and say, for Bill Barr to come out and do this investigation and do an investigation and then come back and say, we did the investigation, we are confident there was no tampering or malfeasance in this election would go an incredibly long way with the American people. And I don't know why he won't do that. Jeff, you know, he left out a memo earlier on, I think it was the Monday after the election or something, uh, which drew attention. What's the difference between that memo he let out and then this this week? Well, the memo he let out before the election, I don't understand why that got the attention that it did. All the Democrats, when they saw that, all went crazy and, oh, my God, Bill Barr's going to interfere with the election. Oh, my goodness, this is Bill Barr putting his thumb on the election. Look out. I never I mean, I recognize in this town, everybody has to if it's worth reacting to, it's worth overreacting to. You, you've got to, you know, go out there and, and politicize the issue. But it was really Bill Barr just telling telling U.S. attorneys, hey, if you see any if you see voter fraud, you have my permission to go after it and investigate it. Don't let the Justice Department hold you back. Don't feel you need to go through 18 layers of bureaucracy. If you see it, go for it. And that's really all he was telling people. I mean, and if they don't see it, they don't have to do anything. And I didn't quite understand why all the outrage came, why, why there was such outrage about that, other than Democrats have out, out go, you know, Democrats have outrage over everything Republicans do and vice versa. Uh, Jeff, I want to get to the president and Barr's relationship. It seems to have taken a big turn this week. Would you agree? Absolutely. Um, tension, and not just between Barr and the president, but I think Barr and Republicans in general, that relationship has really, really boiled down to um, – it's really, it's really heated up. Um, the tension's really boiled up uh, between the president and his allies and Mr. Barr. For example, the, uh, the House Freedom Caucus, which is probably the most conservative caucus in the House – had a press conference this afternoon at 3.30 to talk about basically to just criticize Barr and decry him for not doing enough on election fraud allegations. And Andy Biggs, who's a very conservative Republican from Arizona, called the attorney general missing in action when it comes to voter fraud regulate, uh, voter fraud allegations. Um, they were very critical of Mr. Barr, saying times of the essence the Justice Department needed to mobilize a month ago. Here we are with the election creeping up, and they've done nothing to look into these claims. And one of the points they made, and I think if you're a conservative, you would strongly agree with this, is look how quickly the Justice Department left, le leaped into action in 2016 when there were allegations that the President Trump's campaign was colluding with Russia. And look how slow they've moved to allegations of fraud in this past election. 
uh, it's a point you can certainly make. I, I'm not sure if I agree with it or don't agree with it, but it's an interesting point that they kept bringing up over and over again. And if you look at it, I mean, we spent with the Mueller probe was about $23 million to find that the, to basically conclude the Trump campaign did not collude with Russia. And we haven't done anything here <laughs> about voter fraud at all, even just do a minor investigate, just do something. We, we've seen nothing. And that's the point they kept hammering over and over today. We'll, so we'll talk about the Mueller, the, the, sorry, the special counsel Durham now in a second. But Jeff, to that, to these points, mm-hmm. you know, I covered in 2018, I think Jeff Sessions as attorney general did put people away for illegal voting, didn't he? That's kind of remembered when I was listening back to something. He threw people who were legal, you know, not legal here for voting. He threw them in jail, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but that's that's very. It, it was it was a very different type of situation. It, it was some. It, it it was it it was people who had come here illegally and they were on the voter rolls. It wasn't um, it wasn't the widespread fraud allegations we're seeing now where we're right. seeing you know dead people re- allegations of dead people registering uh allegations of people who moved to other states voting in the state they formerly lived in um out you know all kinds of allegations like that uh vote dumping uh machines changing votes for one candidate it, it wasn't the widespread conspiracy that's being alleged here back then it was just people here and there who um, people here and there who uh, had voted illegally who should not have been registered. That's true. I just think it seems interesting that Sessions did do something about any illegal voting compared to what's going on now. I just think it's an interesting comparison. Um, so, what could Barr possibly be doing right now? Are they pursuing other things that Justice Department typically covers? Like, what is going on there as a department if they're not? focusing on this um honestly all the people and i think all the people in the trump all the trump appointees at the justice department are basically focused on updating their resume um i mean i hate to sound that cynical about it but we haven't seen much out of the justice department and a great example of that is and you alluded to this earlier is the, the john Durham probe there was so much hype and so much promise with the Durham probe and what it was going to uncover and what we were going to see. And then, you know, it didn't, it didn't impact the election at all, which is what the president was hoping for. It hasn't uncovered anything. The one action that we've seen out of that probe was a lawyer that uh, everybody knew because uh, Inspector General Michael Horowitz did the hard work knew was um, had um, put false had falsified a document in the Carter Page investigation. He brought criminal charges against that person. That person ended up pleading guilty. But we all knew those charges were coming, whether it was brought by you didn't need John Durham to do that. Right. So it's really interesting to answer your question of what is going on at the Department of Justice. It's not quite clear because the things that the Department of Justice should be doing right now, they're not doing. And Barr making Durham a special counsel so Biden couldn't can't fire him. I don't know what the point of that is. I mean, it will allow him to finish his work, but his work needed to tell the public what they needed to know going into this election. 
you know, one of the things he was looking at was Joe Biden, you know, invoking the Logan Act in terms of Michael Flynn. That's very vague. We don't really know what he said, what he didn't say, why he invoked it. It's all very vague. That's something that I think would have helped the voters to know what kind of role Joe Biden played in that. But, you know, Joe Biden's going to be our president, so it doesn't really matter. Um, Here's a weird you know, question. Is it, mm-hmm. You can't really look into this, but I, I cannot help talk about influencing an election besides the voter fraud. Pfizer withheld the fact that they had a vaccine for two months after the election. I don't know. I think that swung the the um the election a little bit and i also think it could be investigatable like why did they wait on it is that grasping for straws you know i i don't know because to be honest i i haven't followed that as closely as some of the other reporters who are at the washington times who are covering the vaccine i i just don't know enough about the delay to really be able to answer your question about uh whether or not that rises to the level of criminal activity or, or what the reasons were for the delay. I, it, it's a better question for, for um, some of the reporters who've been covering that than me. Fair enough. No, it just, it's, it's all frustrating. It all feels like one big blend right now, but as a taxpayer, what you're telling me are, you know, as it hits me, like, yeah, I want to have the taxpayer represented well. And now that we've had this conversation, I'm more infuriated that Barr hasn't gone after this because this is where our tax dollars are going, Jeff. Yeah. um, Yes, this is exactly where our tax dollars are going. And it's a question of what should they be using it for? And I can't think of anything more important than ensuring that our election is safe. I think that is probably the best use of taxpayer dollars we can possibly have. And um, we're we're not... you know, it's not being it's not going to that. And and what I mean, say, just just ensure that this election is above, you know, this election is above board and allegations of fraud are um, allegations of fraud have been investigated and proven false. Um, if that's the case, if that's what they come up with, it's just very uh, it's just it's just very frustrating to know that these are the important issues and not see a lot of activity from the Justice Department on it. If Barr goes to Georgia this weekend with the president, I mean, that might send a strong message. I don't think that's going to happen. But what would happen if he did go to, down to Georgia and say, we won't let any fraud happen in the runoffs? Would that send a message, you think? Or I, I think it's too little too late. Right. I think at that point, I, I think at that point, I don't know what that accomplishes. I really don't. I think, yeah, it'll be great for the Georgia election, but that's just one small piece of what's being alleged is going on here. And again, we haven't seen any evidence that what people say is going on here is going on here. It very well may not be going on here at all. But to have the justice, but as I've said, to have the Justice Department weigh in and say, we've looked at this, it's absolutely not going on here, would carry a lot of weight. And and apparently when he did say, there's nothing uh, his language may not have been we've looked at this thoroughly that's the issue right now you know you mentioned something about how they were talking about how we had to let this Mueller probe go on and everything i would also say for what it's worth uh Barr was kind of the guy that was known as the one that pushed all the protesters back and ordered that thing to happen but he didn't do anything about this it just feels kind of weird that he would go so hard about that and not this when he cleared the way for Trump to do a, a 
you know, that in front of the church? And that's a great question. Um, you know, I think I think they're just such different. It's just such different scenarios with the protesters uh, versus election fraud. I mean, the protesters were getting out of control. You could see that uh, they were, you know, they were picking up cement and throwing it at police. D.C. police in uh, in some federal uh, law enforcement officials had been injured uh, over the weekend. Whereas here, you sort of have some people out on the fringes making these claims, and it, it doesn't have the immediate impact of us watching it on TV and seeing people set fire to a historic church across True. the street. Or, or stuff like that that doesn't have the immediate impact um, because, you know, as I've said, we haven't seen allegations that we, ha- we haven't seen. Ev- we've seen a lot of allegations. We haven't seen a lot of evidence or proof that that the fraud occurred. I just was thinking that if he was going to go hard like that, he would go even harder to make sure our elections were secure. Is what my brain was thinking. Yeah, and I don't know why Barr isn't doing more or or. I, I, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not in his head. I, I'd love to know why we're not seeing more out of him, because like I said, the value of looking in and being able to point to things. And we know if he'd be doing a lot, because if you look at, for example, the Mueller probe, just to give you one example, and I know he wasn't running that, but that's a great example of, you know, we're seeing this person go in to testify as a witness. We're seeing that person go in to testify as a witness. This person showed up in the D.C. courts. We think they're there for a grand jury. Um, this person's having a press conference to announce he was taught he was talking to Mueller's team. This their charges have been brought against that person. You know, there there's sort of this path we can follow to say, hey, there's some activity here. Whereas in this case, there's nothing. We have no evidence that any activity occurred other than Bill Barr coming out and telling the Associated Press, yeah, we're not seeing any evidence. Well, let me let me ask you about that. As a, someone who does cover the Department of Justice and who lives for the press conference, I know you go there a lot when there are press conferences. Isn't it frustrating Barr hasn't had one press avail since the election and before? Yes, that's very frustrating. He, it's very frustrating. Um, one of the things since COVID the Justice Department has done is um, the press conferences have become all virtual. It used to be able you would uh, all, we'd all go into the press room and we could ask questions. Now it's all done virtual. We've got to um, phone our questions in, and people sort of have um, people. You know, sometimes you don't get called on as much as you used to um, at these press conferences, and that's the um, and it, so it's much more difficult since COVID to ask questions and, um, and, and, get, and get information out of the Justice Department because they've switched everything to virtual. You know, I just think of it and how everybody hammered Sessions for recusing himself from the Russia investigation. And then Trump's next attorney general doesn't even really go hard at investigating this. So in retrospect, I guess, or however you want to say it, and maybe you don't think they're comparable. They probably aren't. But is this worse than the recusal from Sessions from the Russian probe? Um, there's situations, and it's hard to compare them because they're a little bit different. It certainly is similar in terms of the outrage it's generating from President Trump and the Republicans. 
it's very similar in terms of how much anger it's generating. I've had hardcore conservative lawmakers tell me that they're now questioning whether Bill Barr was was or was not a deep state plant, uh, because if you look at the times Trump has needed him, the Durham probe, voter voter fraud allegations, he's come up small. Um, and if you look at what he's done to generate outrage, has it really made much of a difference? For example, we have the two biggest things Bill Barr has done to generate outrage. Uh, the Roger Stone case and the Michael Flynn case. His recommendation to overrule the, what the prosecutor's recommendation in the Stone case was completely ridiculous and absurd. And if you look at what Roger Stone got in sentencing, it wasn't that far off from what Bill Barr had, had changed the sentencing recommendation to. So you're not going to get – so it didn't really do much. In terms of Michael Flynn – Trump was going to probably Trump was very most likely going to pardon him anyway. So whether or not you push to drop the case or not really wasn't going to have an impact because the pardon was coming at some point anyway. How did that really affect anything? So those are his two pro things that I think have generated the most outrage and we haven't they really didn't affect anything. And then you look at chances Bill Barr's had to really make an impact for the president, and that is the voter fraud allegations in the John Durham probe. And in either case, he's basically been missing in action. He really has. And uh, by the way, um, you talk about all these different things. Does this lead to, you know, you say it might be too little too late for Barr. I mean, if he said something, that'd be great. If he actually looked and said something. But does he single-handedly ruin the reputation of the DOJ if he doesn't step up on this issue? I don't think so, just because the DOJ is always bigger than one man. And the DOJ, I mean, the Attorney General, he, you know, they come and go. Um, I wouldn't put the reputation of the Attorney General on any Attorney General, whether it be Bill Barr or Eric Holder, his complete opposite. I wouldn't put that on any Attorney General because in the end, the amount of impact the attorney general has on the Justice Department outside of policy and deciding what the priorities are is minimal. Most of Justice Department decisions in terms of prosecuting and investigating is made by these career um, officials in the Justice Department who will outlast, who will be there long after Bill Barr has left, long after Eric Holder has left, long after Jeff Sessions has left, long after Loretta Lynch has left, long after whoever Biden appoints to be his attorney general leaves. Um, so no, I wouldn't say that just because the justice department so much more than that, than an attorney general. Well, does his, it, it, you know, he came in as this establishment guy who was loved by everybody under the HW years. Right. I think that's kind of how they, mm -hmm. they talk yes. about it. Um, does that image of him get worse now? Like not only was he loved by everybody, he's now more yes. further part of the establishment. Yes, I would agree with that. I think, like I said, that you know, a very conservative lawmaker had questioned to me whether or not he was a deep state plan, which I think is, I think is a little far fetched. I, I have a tough time believing that, but I think people are starting to look at him because the people who love Trump look at the Bushes as you know, sort of establishment politicians, 
and he came from the Bushes. So it's easy to, you know, he was he was part of the, the George H.W. Bush administration, as you said. So I think it's easy to link him to the um, I think it's easy to link him and now has sort of an establishment politician. And I think that really will hurt his reputation with conservatives. Even Trump had said, you know, he had a chance to be one of the greats. Time will tell what he does. And I think um, I think that's absolutely um, and I think that's how a lot of conservatives look at him. I think they really looked at him as somebody who could have really been a conservative hero. But the fact that he hasn't come through on these things, I think it really does damage him in their eyes. Jeff, does it bother you Democrats haven't told him to push harder to find fraud? Does that bother you at all? Uh, it doesn't bother me because I don't know why they would, only because they're they're happy with the results of the election. And also, again, even though conservatives are screaming that he should be looking in this, and I think he should be looking at it just to give everybody peace of mind, uh, Republicans have not really presented a lot of evidence or a lot of conclusive evidence that voter fraud occurred. I mean, there, there's some, and if it did, that occurred on a wide enough scale that it could have really disrupted and completely changed the outcome of this election. So I think those are all things to consider when looking at why people aren't pushing harder on, on, the, on the Democrat side to look into these allegations. You may, you may not uh, have a thought on Chris Krebs, but I just thought, you know, Trump's been giving Barr a little more of a leash than he gave Chris Krebs. Because once Krebs came out with that statement, he was gone immediately. Yes, I, you know, that is an excellent, excellent point. Um, and you have to wonder when is, you know, his tension gets. There was a very tense meeting this week between Barr and Trump at the uh, in the West Wing of the White House. It was a two hour meeting. Uh, apparently, the president had erupted on it, from what I've heard, erupted is the word I've heard. Um, at uh, Bill Barr's, at Bill Barr for his comments about non, so he's very frustrated. And it's interesting because the guy that I've been waiting for, that I've been expecting to get the axe, is Chris Ray, the FBI director, because he has publicly contradicted Trump on so many issues, from Antifa to voter fraud to everything else. To Hunter Biden's laptop, by the way. It, that's a great point. Yes, that is a great example of of him contradicting the president that I kind of thought we'd see a, a litany of people on the chopping block, including Chris Ray. And that just hasn't material that he, he still has his job. So I am somewhat surprised that uh, not only a surprise bar still there. I'm even more surprised. Chris Ray is still around. I think you just broke news here because I hadn't heard anywhere else. They had a meeting, let alone Trump erupting on him. So thank you for that little inside scoop here on Alex Garrett podcasting. Uh, oh, you're Jeff welcome. Mordock. Now, one big million-dollar question I got for you. Mm -hmm. Is Barr not looking into this as hard to protect his own reputation and maybe still have a political future? Is that what he's thinking here? I don't – I mean he's, he's older. He's already done this job once before. I don't know what kind of political future he would have after he left the Department of Justice anyway. You know, if um, – I think if Trump got elected, got reelected – I think he would stick around for a little bit, but most attorney generals don't last that long anyway. If they last through one full administration, I think that's usually uh, pretty good for them. Um, so I, I don't – I wasn't expecting him to last, but I, I figured when he leaves the DOJ, 
he would just go off into the sunset and retire. He's nothing left to prove. He's done this job twice. Um, so I don't know that he's really worried about a political future because I think he would probably just go and, and retire. I mean, there's no office really left for him to pursue. Well, we'll have to see how that goes. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking how when I had you on during the COVID days, I mean, not that that's gone away, but we were talking about the anti, you know, the anti hate crime division. And I don't even know what's going on there. Like, I just feel like all the errors being talked about with the voting fraud, is there, as I said earlier, is there anything like the anti hate crime still going? Like, are they still operating on different things that we don't know about or haven't been told about? Yeah, I mean, the hate crime unit, I mean, they're still investigating. They're still bringing charges. Uh, most of them we don't pay attention to because, you know, we look at it as, you know, grand examples of, say, racism. And it's some guy in Pittsburgh or Kansas City spray painting something offensive on a synagogue or a mosque. And I mean, those cases are common. Those cases are fairly common rate. We just don't pay attention. Because, you know, how often are we going to pay attention to some guy, some idiot in Phoenix doing something stupid? Um, and that's, I mean, and that, that's the people that they, they're going to bring charges against. Jeff, if something big does happen here with the DOJ, I'd love to have you back on. And we'll see Absolutely, that would be great. On. And, uh, hey, you never know what the, you never, you never know, you might beat the Packers. I mean, it, it ended on that note. Uh, this whole NFL year has been crazy. We've got doubleheader. We got it's like that. Um, it's like Bud and Abbott Costello. Who's on first with all this NFL scheduling? It's just it's been a yeah. wild year. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, as for right now, it's fun to be in competition again in the NFC East, and we'll have to see what happens. And I know you're a national fan, so maybe you get DJ LeMahieu. Who knows? I think uh, I I would settle for either Nolan Arenado or Chris Bryant, or honestly both. Why not be greedy and get both? Hey, but I think we get a third baseman. We we definitely need one. So we'll have to see how that goes. All right, uh, Jeff Mordock, Washington Times, DOJ correspondent. So glad to have you with me as usual, and thanks again for joining. Thank you, Alex. I really appreciate it. Uh, I look forward to talking with you again. I'm Alex Garrett. We'll talk to you soon.